do what we do. Hello and welcome to the Bad Batch Companion Series. I'm Pixel Nick and joined, as always, Mikey. How are you doing tonight? Doing sweet, man. How are you doing? Pretty good. A little tired from the weekend, but, um, you know, it's a real good it weekend and weekend. ready to relax oh, yeah. and kind of talk about this finale of the Bad Batch, um, part two yeah. of two. Camino lost, R.I.P. Camino, all gone, all gone, completely destroyed. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, I, I spent a lot of time reflecting about this series as I watch it because, I don't know, it's, for some reason I am always trying to gauge, you know, what kind of series this is going to be from the get-go. And I think I have a good feeling for how this uh, series plans on you know, playing out over the course of its, what I think is still like four seasons. Um, but yeah, they left it on, on, a, on a pretty good note. Um, I think there's like, there's a lot of things I liked about the episode. There's some <laughs> things I didn't like just in terms of it being a finale. Um, but I think they're definitely playing to a specific theme while they were still trying to keep plenty of stuff open, right. For the, for the next season. Um, and I, I think arguably, Maybe the next season is going to be more driven down certain story arcs now that, you know, we've kind of come full circle here with the attempt to bring Crosshair back or in Crosshair's mind, the attempt to bring his boys back. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you think about it. That was a pretty good episode overall. Uh, visually, yeah. I thought it was like that we talked about. I thought it was probably the most impressive, you know, with all the different kind of just all the different, uh, you know, settings that take place within this burning, breaking down structure. But, uh, at least I thought it was good. At least a lot of action. Uh, said definitely that, you know, leaves off where, you know, didn't, you know, answer a lot of questions or get a lot of direction or, you know, kind of the last scene, you know, I forgot about where they, or what's her name? Not to say, but uh, yeah, I just thought you know, like some of them, how we say, like some of them were uh, you know, a little slow or filler. This was just kind of suspense and action for the most part, you know, the whole way through, right? Yeah, they definitely, like we were talking about last episode, they definitely did the whole um, this episode is like those moments, right, that we saw from the empire's mm -hmm. point of view of them blowing up the facility and then we just saw them run back in. So we got to see those yeah. moments basically as it all kind of came crashing down on them. And yeah, definitely the, the visuals are really good in this They're you know, just like how the last episode ended with just, you know, them raining fire down upon the city. They even doubled down on the visuals where, you know, they're running on the, you know, the, the walkways and they're looking down at the, the facility, the cloning pods as they're sinking and this whole place is yeah. just sinking and real good visuals. Yeah. And it's that suspenseful action. Cause they never did have another confrontation with like the empire or anything like that. So it was mm -hmm. purely just them trying to escape. And it's really kind of that claustrophobic um, suspense feeling where yeah. there's an inevitable doom coming and, you know, they're basically just trying to survive and get out. And I thought it was, then, it was cool how they handled that. Yeah. They even had like a little, almost like a Jurassic park feeling in the unseen, you know, oh, with yeah. the two. And I think you did call that there would be one of the big monsters. I don't know if that was the exact one. Cause I think when they pulled away, it kind of looked like a big snapping turtle or something. Yeah. I heard someone else called a turtle too. I, I, I thought of episode one <clears throat> when they were like under the water going through Naboo. I was thinking of like one of those creatures, obviously not the same, but it was definitely a callback to like that kind of thing. The whole, yeah. there's always a bigger fish. Um, but that, that was cool. It also kind of reminded me of, <clears throat> of like a Kaiju or like, um, like Godzilla or some sort of big yeah. monster like that. Cause it's like attacking it yeah. and then, they electrify it away. So, so that's cool. And I like, I like them running through the, the, the tube system and mm -hmm. it's like cracking yeah. like that. That was cool because obviously nothing really terrible yeah. happened there. Um, yeah. I feel like it should have broke when the monster bashed up against it, like 
brushed it, but yeah, yeah it's strong, I guess. But the but the grass, That's the right. glass is cracking, which was interesting. That's what I chalked it up to a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but like, dude, kind of you know, mixing a little bit of everything Star Wars related, right? Because there are you know big monsters, or, you know, in Star yeah. Wars to begin with, so just a little bit of everything kind of in the finale, you know. Like you said, definitely a lot of tight spaces, you know. The uh, Omega, you know, the way they separate them and Omega and Crosshair, yeah. you know, saving that—that that was real, you know. It's just a lot of suspense and action, you know. The the escape suspense, like almost like the Titanic too, <clears throat> where you know the yeah. ship's going down and they're you yeah. know they're trying to get out in the small rooms. Yeah. I did think it was weird though how yeah. they like pried the door open and like her and Crosshair <laughs> and AZ just kind of came flowing through the door. But not that much water yeah. was. So it, it was to me like there should have been way more water coming through, but it worked out. They got them out. Yeah. I saw I thought it was really yeah. uh very handy that you know the three of them just happened to whoosh right through the door and they fixed that issue. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Maybe they got it a little real quick. But yeah. you know. Like record real fucking strong too, so <laughs> I guess the, the water didn't just totally take them, he just like <laughs> yeah um but like when they're walking through the tubes like I, I mean this was a really good line um and it's the whole bit where um crosshair is basically like this whole time like crosshair is just like still jabbing still kind of making comments but he's also still trying to make his case right to hunter and the rest of the batch as to why they're in the wrong and why they should join him and you know basically why they're not on the same side of the coin here and tech was like kind of defending him right to to wrecker and you know he kind of stops wrecker and he's explaining to wrecker that you know crosshair is stubborn he's unyielding right and crosshair is like why are you defending me and he's like um understanding you does not mean i agree with you or something to that effect. And I mean, that's just basically tech. And I, I identify with that too. Um, like he understands him and can explain his actions, but that doesn't mean he agrees with him by any means. And I just think that's like, it's a really cool theme um, to hint on. And overall, I mean, this show is about like some really cool themes, whether it's like free will or um, basically, you know, independence free thinking crosshair thinks that they are made for a specific purpose and they have this like bigger goal or purpose in the galaxy whereas hunter thinks that just them being different and being able to make their own decisions is what made them them um and that's really kind of the two different ways they think and that's really ultimately why they don't why they're not together and why crosshair still chooses the you know he thinks he needs to help the empire and Hunter's like, well, no, they're everything that we're kind of not. We're meant to be creative and kind of free thinking because they never they took orders, I think, throughout the Clone Wars and they had missions. But they were always their whole thing was that they took very unique approaches and how they like problem solve things. So he saw that as free will, whereas Crosshair kind of sees it as their superior. Um yeah. But yeah, I, I, I just like the continuous dialogue where Crosshair is just kind of, he's set, right? And that's really kind of what this is showing is like he, and you know, because I thought, I thought maybe through him being saved by Omega and them kind of making it out of this facility together that he would come around, right? Or at least stubbornly come around. Yeah. But it ends and, you know, in some very great, um, scenery right as Camino for once doesn't have pouring rain on it and the storm has passed and Camino sinks in a burning flame into the ocean you know he still is going to choose for the Empire to come by and pick him up hopefully take him in with open arms like oh yeah you made (laughs) it out we get it they're dead you're alive makes sense I don't know that doesn't seem right Crosshair yeah because then he's almost got to like track him And secret on his own anyway, while still, you know, using the Empire's ships and stuff. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's done. Like, maybe they're completely done with yeah. each other. 
because they tried at this point both the yeah. batch finally got around like even though they never purposely came back to save crosshair crosshair basically you know the whole like i'm gonna give you the ch- a chance that you never gave me back to that mm-hmm. line um yeah but like they basically both had their opportunity to say crosshair's like you join me in the empire and then hunter's like no you should come with us and forget the empire and still neither neither agreed to either um yeah jordan here he asks how many episodes of the show is there per season sweet jeebus um <laughs> 16 in this they originally were they originally had it for 14 and then they s- decided it was going to be 16 um very very clone wars like very um yeah. rebels like yeah but they stacked yeah, them on for sure yeah because even you know we kind of assumed were they ever you know going to mend the relationship or not throughout the season and then you know crosshair wanting to be stranded on the only floating thing left <laughs> you know, I'd right? the whole, <laughs> I'd I'd even be like hey planet. i mean wouldn't you at least be like i'll tell you what you can drop me off at the next planet it was something <laughs> like, yeah but yeah he's like no, i'll just i'll just chill on this pad you know i still well, rather I'll, just I'll, stay out here and take my <laughs> Yeah, well, Tech does say, like, you know, eventually a patrol is going to come through. And obviously he wants to make it at least, like, if he got completely off planet, the Empire would for sure know that, you know, he had help. So at least this way it looks like he made it out somehow. Um, And also, I just, I just, I don't see that going well for Crosshair. I mean, I don't know. I I just don't get it. Um, But you know, they make it, they all make it off the planet. They get out of there and, you know, very good visuals once again, and very thematic as well mm-hmm. as, you know, they all kind of take a glimpse at the last of uh, Camino or Topeka city, that one specifically. But when they're blowing, when they finished destroying the facility before the empire left, um, they kind of like flew away. Uh, that clone that was reporting the rampart noted that, every Camino and facility was destroyed. So it wasn't just that one. They destroyed every facility on the whole planet uh, by the sounds of it. So Camino is arguably just a water planet now. And the Caminoans are no more, Um, you know, except for the scientists that they took away to that very cool looking planet at the very end. I thought that was cool. I don't know if that was meant to be Darrow that we saw a few episodes ago where they took Hunter, but those bases in the mountain were just awesome they're like dome structures covered in like trees and earth i don't know that was really cool looking yeah no that's what i thought too i didn't know if it was the same plan but i was like yeah i was like damn this is you know the visuals again just badass stunning oh yeah and then no go ahead i would say just that, that, that last little scene you know, even was nice for drama suspense, you know, just like, you know, like, you know, the empire's up to something, right? Yeah. Again, now, so season, you know, just a little teaser for season two. You know? Yeah. And, and that's like, obviously there's a lot more themes. I think there is eventually, and I brought this up before, like there is the whole clone rebellion story arc that was in uh, like, pre- it's basically legends content at this point. Um, but I think they are gearing up for like season two or something where there will be a, a clone rebellion, right? Where we have more housers and, you know, basically clones not dealing with the empire's ways and they just basically rebel somehow. And I think we're, I think they're gearing up for that. Um, Cause even, even when that clone was reporting that to Rampart, like he kind of seemed like reluctant to report that mm. all the facilities were destroyed because it is the clone's home um so i'll say with no jedi anymore to execute order 66 their purpose for following the empire so blindly is going to slowly diminish like we saw with hauser and um obviously hunter very early on so i think that'll be a story arc we get eventually but i say that because i am mildly annoyed that so far out of the two Disney plus series, right? We have the Mandalorian and now the bad batch. 
I am bothered that both of their primary story arcs are explain are tied to one each other and then all the way forward to explain how Palpatine and the Empire were working to cl- make a clone for Palpatine to live forever, which was uh, the most recent trilogy's kind of arc, right? That they kind of pieced together. So it does bother me that um, these two shows are focused on cloning because in The Mandalorian, you, you watch Mandalorian, right? I've seen a couple episodes. I have to go back and still finish it. But yeah, I most of what has taken place throughout it. Yeah, because Grogu's primary purpose, why the Empire is after him, is to work on like a a force sensitive clone for Palpatine, right? Mm-hmm. And then here we have this. Obviously, it fits because it's Camino, so they like destroyed Camino because they wanted the the monopoly on cloning technology in the galaxy, and then obviously naturally they would be trying to do that. So it makes sense. And I think linear, like if the stories watch linearly, the, that very last scene works well because it's setting up a future storyline, but the way it's released. And if you know, you're all caught up on it, like most people are with, that are fans of star Wars, it's just kind of like a, a dull point because we already yeah. knew that. Um, but I think like if you were to watch it all in order, it would hit a little differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't say I noticed too. I think we called it like, you know, they casually mentioned to crosshair how Omega is older. Yeah. Than the that. tech thing. And yeah. But it was just like, we didn't get a whole, you know, not, we didn't get Omega's real origin story quite yet. Right. We yeah. do, but we know she's old enough <laughs> to be there when the batch was, but I thought too, just kind of like they do, like they just kind of casually mentioned it in a couple sentences, and then that was it yeah. again. Tech came through with his, you know, his typical like, "I was paying attention last time. I just didn't say anything." And here we go, like, sometime later, it's like, "Oh yeah, Omega mentioned this," yeah. and I like thought about it a little bit, and here's the whole spiel. Um, but also, I think interesting. Yeah. I think in this episode they specifically noted how she, they, she was there when they were created. Cause she said she spent most of yeah. her life in this lab. So, yeah. Um, so she, I think is a D accelerated. She has D accelerated aging. Um, because if she was there when like, obviously if she was, I think created at the same time, it makes sense that she looks mm-hmm. half their age, but if she was there yeah. and can recall them being created, I think she has deaccelerated aging um, for her to appear so young, but obviously have been there when they were born, which is as old as she looks. Yeah. Yeah. And she did kind of say too, like where she's a bet. Then she tells Crosshair, she's like, that's why I saw you four out again. Right. You know, we could, we kind of wondered like, Oh, did she just kind of, you know, was it random or what? And she did mention, you know, that she sought them out. You know. And yeah, because they, so. they're like they're they're her little brothers. So imagine like eventually yeah. being able to relink with the only family you technically know yeah. of outside of the regular clones. Like obviously she saw them created yeah. in the same lab she was created, so they're very much a family to her. And yeah, and like to know because crosshair was like oh you know she's calling the shots now like kind of making a jab right that the batch is taking orders from her obviously before he knew that she was older than them um i mean she's less of a little sister now so if you kind of with that information she's more so either a big sister or even like the mother right the way she acts with them like she she has always the um like the moral high ground. She's always like, you have to save everyone. You have to treat everyone nice. Like she has all these like super high motherly standards at times. Whereas, you know, before earlier in the season, you're kind of wondering like, how does she have so much like influence and sway? Obviously like she's the little sister, but um, really her growth as a character is more so in that direction than like the little sister that they protect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Swift definitely took on different like narrative, you know, from the beginning to the end there, where <laughs> the relationship because we were really, you know, it seemed like father daughter mostly between right, you know, Hunter and Omega, and then here, you know. <laughs> It's kind of like you said, it could even be parents, you know, kid relationship, but where Omega, you know, would be more in the maternal role there. Yeah. And like, I think, I think morally and like from just the fact that she is older and has like a cleaner moral compass, she's like, like more of a mother character, but she's more so just like a big sister or equal to Hunter because he showed her a lot about in the rest of the batch, a lot about the universe at large, right? How you behave around other people, how to trust people, how to not trust people um, and how to work function like yeah. that. But she's kind of teaching them the other end of things where this is a, the more normal things that you should think about and do right. Doing the right thing and the better thing. And that's something Hunter is always trying to understand too. So it is very symbiotic how they, how they get along. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely, I would maybe big sister is the place to land that on. Big sheltered yeah. sister that you never knew you had, um, if that's a thing. I don't know there's two like there are even like maybe just one or two times, but when they're like when they go to go in the tunnels and it was her idea and then Az's, but uh, <clears throat> Crosshair's like, "Are you sure about this?" And they're just yeah. all like, "Let's go!" And it starts cracking, and Omega kind of takes Crosshair's. Point of view, and she's like, I don't know, maybe we should turn back, you know. And then, yeah, so she kind of switches to Crosshair's point of view, but they they still just, you know, so you see, you're not even like you said, not even just following Hunter or what he would do, but even you know, not straight Crosshair, you know, with his no mercy and stuff like that, but even just yeah. a little bit to where you know, back and forth a little bit. And that's her just knowing how when to trust people. Like that's also something she, like she trusts AZ, even though she yeah. was unsure about the situation. She she trusts mm-hmm. AZ. And shout out to AZ for being like the MVP of this episode because he he could yeah. you know he we have to go through the tube no matter how like sketchy this looks it's the only way. And then I was the MVP with yeah. the pod thing and like floating them up to the surface. Oh uh, yeah. And then I legit. I thought he was toast. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nice little scene. And up until that point where it's like, Oh, it's going to be the sad, like Disney (laughs) scene. He was the the comedic relief kind of throughout this tense episode, you know, (laughs) you know, not the, you know, the only comedic part, but you know, it's definitely a good part, you know, just, Oh, I've ran the numbers. There's nothing else goes wrong. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, he's the most. He was the most positive, and at least he like he knew like we have to keep going, right? If we're gonna survive, where most time they were like, ah, oh, we need to do something else. But he's like, this is the only way. Um, I did think too. I was like, I was like, he turned that power on pretty easily. I was like, and there's nowhere else in there where he could have turned some power on. <laughs> like, yeah, well, you know, yeah. but. <laughs> But that drained it. I like that he overloaded the system, and like that was like yeah. an issue real briefly. Um, and then Crosshair with yeah. the with the with the odd odd change of heart there, like ever so briefly, and he like yeah. saved Az with he he sniped a cable yeah. through the water. Like that seemed like a long yeah. distance. Like that's that cable had some oomph to it uh, from that rifle to like just yeah. shoot straight through the water. Like yeah. plus also. Unless he's got like I don't know, you can't see that deep into the water. That was wild. And I guess she did come up, but that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, if he could have just done that, how long, much longer is he gonna wait to see if she popped up before he just <laughs> <laughs> he could let her grab on? You know? but, yeah, yeah. But then you know he kind of throws it to Wrecker. I kind of just like you know this, the best they're gonna get you know out of them for working together. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that kind gun was saying it, he's like we're, or I think he might. He's like we're even now, but that's you know. Yeah, and at first I was like, how did he get that gun? But then I remember in the last episode, Hunter threw his backpack on, so he had his yeah. backpack with the gun slot in it. So yeah, he is he is scoop, scooped his gun off Hunter's back and pulled yeah. a pulled a bullseye through the through the water. I don't know, mm-hmm. that was 
I don't know if it was just me, but until like they showed a scene where they're all standing there, I kind of didn't even recognize that Echo was in the show for most of the time. It didn't seem like there was much like Echo going on. I know, like I think there was with Tech, but really, I didn't. There, I didn't see. Like I don't even know if Echo had a speaking line <laughs> in the show. Uh, was he the one that? I think he said the whole bunk up thing because Wrecker was complaining about like the space, the pod being small, and he was like, "At least you don't have to bunk up." So T- Tech or Echo said yeah. that, but yeah, me. But it's always Tech and Echo, like they're kind of like interchangeable. Yeah. They're almost like twin brothers at this point because yeah, they're like two sides of the same coin, and they complement each other well. Um, and obviously, they get the bunk up in the same pod. Yeah, but Hunter yeah. and Hunter and Crosshair did. Right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Yeah. Now, that was a good scene, too, and them kind of getting out of there. And I, I for sure thought AZ was done. That was going to be the death, right? The death that we got. Yeah, um, that's what but, I thought. But we didn't get any, right? We just get really... Yeah. We get yeah. generalized death, like destruction yeah. of the facility, yeah. termination of um, the prime minister, but nothing specific. No main characters. I think that's how Omega's got herself a droid now, too, for her, you know. <laughs> yeah. So. The gonk droid wasn't good enough for her on the ship. Yeah. He was too busted. Yeah. But, yeah. She's got she's a, yeah, that, yeah, and that's her friend, too. Like, that was her friend from Kamino, so that makes sense. But, yeah, she's got her own little sidekick droid, um, mm. which is good. AZ's a, a solid droid to have around. And it kind of reminds – AZ's kind of like the – kind of like bane's droid right they get they mm. both like hover around and can do a lot of cool little stuff so her yeah. and cad bane got like the same sidekick at this point yeah and then i imagine too that part of him being saved he'll probably have some information because they're i imagine they're gonna end up trying to save you know the scientists so i was gonna ask you the late like the lady that comes out and greets her not almost a was she a recurring character or is she new to that scene? Because if so the only thing I could pick up on her is her outfit and like mm-hmm. her, her headgear and stuff. She is dressed just like the cloning scientist from The Mandalorian, uh Dr. Pershing in The Mandalorian okay. that makes some appearances and is always after Grogu in terms of like getting his samples and stuff. Um and she had like the they call it the Camino symbol, but it might be more than that. Um, might be some sort of like scientist guild, perhaps, in the galaxy. But she was basically donning the the outfit of a like, cloning scientist. Um, okay. So outside of that, I don't think she has been a, is a recurring character or anything like that. Um, but definitely, yeah, they're setting up the whole. They brought say to kind of do some specialized cloning experiments for them. Yeah. And I don't, but they're not aware of that whole plot line still. Like the batch isn't aware of the plot line of the empire trying to clone anything right yeah. in the future. Um, AZ yeah. would be the only person I would say next season to make, like let it slip. Yeah. Be like, Oh yeah, they got rid of, I don't know if they said in these episodes, but you yeah. know, they evacuated all the, the scientists, they killed everyone else. Yeah. Um, I think it was episode 15 when they, he comes out. So he knows that she's been taken. Yeah. So uh, that's why I think probably why he was didn't end up going to the bottom of the ocean. Cause he's going to probably be the, you know, have that information to link them to her and have that skirmish with the empire. Yeah. So th- yeah, that could be something. So that's a good point. Like, you know, do they try to save Nalase or like what would be their goal in going back to this? I mean, going yeah. to a, an Imperial facility that that's just like not good. Um, I got to have a feeling once Omega knows she's going to, we got to save her. Like, right. Omega is always kind of that person saying like, we got to do something. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe that's what they do, but also now let's say, so let's talk about her for a minute. Now let's say, spent the better part of the first half of the season trying to protect, trying to keep Omega from the empire. Right. And, or the prime, well, actually from the prime minister, the empire still doesn't really know about Omega 
unless they like pulled the data on her from the drives and stuff from the facility. But like right now, Nala Say is the only one that really knows about Omega. So unless there's a reason Nala Say flips and like needs Omega, I'm interested to see what the driving force is there still that we we haven't really had in a while because right now it's just kind of the batch surviving out in the galaxy um and dealing with crosshair but i feel like crosshair is going to leave them alone and you know they also don't care about crosshair too much so i feel like they've gone their separate ways officially they took it all season to get there i think they could have they built up a, a conflict that never really ended up happening which it's understandable. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wonder. They're, they're definitely just telling like generalized stories about what's going on right now. There is no like giant plot device outside of the cloning yeah. agenda, right? To make a clone for Palpatine. Because, yeah. you know, obviously Rex is doing stuff. The Batch is always going to be getting into adventures. Crosshair's got his little storyline. Um, but it's mostly going to be the batch getting into shenanigans and getting pulled into more of these arcs of things. So it's definitely very much the batch is a means to explore the wider star Wars galaxy at this time. And I think they're building up to a clone rebellion, which they obviously would be involved in to a great detail. Yeah, I could if see the primary causers of it, like they could cause the rebellion. I could see their paths definitely dividing until maybe, say, like, because eventually it's inevitable. Crosshair is gonna get pushed to a point by the Empire, where he realizes, right, you know, kind of that Hunter's right that you're just a disposable, you know, just killing machine. <laughs> when they're done with you, you know. So I think yeah, whether it's it just kind of say like like you said there was a rebellion and maybe crosshair that's when he switches because it's just the final straw but i don't see i could see them not really you know crossing paths too much until then at all that would be interesting like, um, like if crosshair has a redemption arc where either he right just like dips just because he decides, like, yeah, this isn't for me. Or the Empire, like, severely, like, screws him. And does he, like, cause the rebellion, right? And he's like, all right, I'm yeah. just going to trigger it. Um, and obviously the Batch are looped into that at that point. And then he goes back to the Batch. So now that they, they ended this first season like this, <clears throat> there's definitely this possibility for a clean and successful yeah crosshair arc redemption arc but i still think these characters except omega don't have room in the wider narrative for the for star wars right beyond this point so basically like up to rogue one and like even solo i think solo is the movie solo is probably also play is definitely after this series would end so to me the batch has to die right in this series yeah. and they're yeah. probably setting omega up to carry forward throughout maybe in like another show that's set into the future but they're gonna have to <laughs> explain omega not being present in a lot of star wars content um yeah if they were to keep her around so i'll, I'll be really yeah. interested to see how they move through this and i mean they're not opposed to like killing off characters in these shows because obviously clone wars Lots of different characters died throughout that. And then also um, Rebels, there is a loss of some major characters as well. Um, yeah. So they have to do it at some point because I just don't see Hunter unless Hunter like retires to like yeah. a farming planet like a uh, like cut from episode yeah. three. I don't know. Yeah, and I would say, too, and unless Crosshair doesn't really sell it, this is kind of the first time since. It started where the batch should kind of have a little bit of time to, you know, actually think it out and not a fly, right? Because as far as the Empire would know, you know, they're dead. They're dead, yeah. More so or less. They, sh- they should be any radar they were on, you know, 
they should be thought dead. So they should have at least maybe an episode or two of season two to begin with where, you know, we see some kind of something playing out where they'll get dragged into, but, you know. I mean, that goes back to the complication with Crosshair's choice here. All right. If he happens to convince the Empire that just he survived. Yeah. What are they going to do when the Batch eventually shows up somewhere, right? Doing something. And they're like, so Crosshair, uh, I thought they were dead, right? Like, what happened? Mm -hmm. I just don't see the... I just don't see the Empire playing that. I just don't think they're going to believe him. Like, and if they did believe him, they're not going to. It's not going to hold up for long because the batches are going to be yeah. in hiding forever. So I don't know what Crosshair is. I get he thinks he wants to join the Empire and be on the winning team, but like Hunter said, like Hunter's right here. Like, dude, yeah. they're just using you, and you're nothing to them, literally. Yeah. Yeah, so like, it can be interesting. I mean, because, you know, we still we didn't get answers to everything, but we didn't really get, you know, it wasn't like a huge cliffhanger with a lot of questions, you right. know, a couple, some suspense, I guess. But, you know, for season two, I mean, I guess, you know, just ended. So the, I don't even know when season two will come out, but I don't, you know, it could go, I think, a lot of, you know, different ways. You know, it doesn't seem like there's a set path to where it's going to be getting, you know, season two will begin where the ba- we definitely know where the batch is like heading or, you know, anything like that. And and that was kind of the the lackluster part about this finale was it mm-hmm. did just kind of end on like a very OK tone. Like there, there, there was no immediate danger. Everyone was accounted for. Okay. So it definitely set the tone for the series where. Yeah. They are they are really just exploring the state of the galaxy with the batch and like what they're doing. Um, and there is no primary conflict right now, which lines up narratively with how the galaxy is, because really the Empire's taking over. It's still, you know, the war is still won. Um, this, you know, the separatists are gone, droid armies are turned off, the Republic is transitioning into the Empire. And there really is no enemy to the Empire. It's really just like Saw Gerrera's local rebellions, little things like that. But there is no open, wide conflict to be any immediate danger. So it would make sense for the Batch to be in this kind of like aimless position where there isn't an urgency right now in the show for anything to be happening. Yeah. And I think why that like ending scene definitely like it, said something up had that character been a more prominent character of the empire or something i don't even right. know who, but that may be like oh okay like it's gonna go in this direction but the fact we you know we know it's the empire but that's why like i asked you know had that said like i don't know just say like you could tell it was vader's cape or something just something yeah. coming coming out of that cave you know but the fact that it was kind of just a generic empire, you know, stooge, you know. Yeah, and I mean that's that's where so like they went the route of like no cameos, no like crazy <laughs> character reveals or deaths, and they just yeah. kind of they played to the nature of what the series is right now. Um, and there isn't anything crazy going on because I feel like people would still have issue if they force in a giant character cameo at the last scene or something. Yeah. It would have been yeah. cool. It's always cool in Star Wars, but there just yeah. wasn't a need for it. And I think linearly that scene makes sense. It yeah. doesn't make sense right now. It it was kind of muted because like I said earlier, we know what's going on with that timeline. Like we know why they're taking Nala and the scientists. They're trying to make a clone for Palpatine. We know that. Yeah. But literally, this is kind of the first time, if you were to watch everything in order, mm-hmm. that whole plot line would be be developed. So from Filoni's perspective, if you were to do this all in order, that would be the right time to say, dun, 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 dun. the Empire's trying to do some special project with cloning. Um, no one knows what it is. You'll find out for the rest of everything Star Wars. Um 
So yeah. I see it, but it, it does it it it, yeah. it it hurts the episode or at least the ending of this season <laughs> to some degree. It just was it was empty. Yeah. Not that it wasn't good. It was just a lot of focus on the the end of Camino, the yeah. the tying up of the batches characters because they, we spent a lot yeah. this season through all the like filler episodes yeah. and the little arcs exploring the change of this this group of clones right to where they are now to the final point where it's like are they going to just go back to what they were you know crosshair comes back everything's great no i mean they're going their separate ways the batch knows who they are crosshair thinks he knows who he is and Mm -hmm. we know more about omega and that's all the show really is at this point and that's fine yeah yeah as with you, I mean, you know, I was fine with the fact that there were, you know, besides the little recap where they show Rampart and stuff, it was a bad batch episode. There was no Sid, no, you know, anything. And they, right. you know, had this, you know, ridiculous situation to get out of. And you, I think it was probably the first time we actually see them with Omega and Crosshair, whether Crosshair, have, you know, is reluctant to work with them or not. He, you know. Yeah, we finally get some full full episodes where it is just Crosshair and Hunter, right? Or Crosshair and the rest yeah. of the batch. And we get them all interacting yeah. again. And I think that's ultimately like what we missed from the yeah. first episode. And that's where we wanted yeah. it to get back to. And it, like, it, they did it. Because you would think too, like if there were, there's not many probably other dire situations you would think of where it'd be real ideal for everyone to be on the same page. And they're still just kind of like the whole time. It's like, oh, we just survived this situation. And then, you know, they're just all back and forth. And then, you know, shit hits yeah. the fan again. They survive that. And then Hunter and Crosshair just right back at each other. You know, so it wasn't even, you know, like they were even talking, you know, oh, you can come back now, you know, stuff like that. But you still just felt like it's still just the same tension was kind of there, you know. Yeah. And they did fall back into their usual groove and, you know, argue like Crosshair and Wrecker, they got into it and, you know, basically Crosshair calls Wrecker <laughs> dumb all the time. And Wrecker's yeah. like, why are you always a big jerk, dude? And um, Tech always in with the technical explanation. So, yeah. I mean, ultimately, that's what we wanted to see is we just wanted to see Crosshair and the Bats back together, even though that they're at odds. Um we got to see that for two episodes and they kind of really focus on that. No Sid, none of that other stuff. Um, I will be interested though, if they continue to work with Sid, they probably will. We'll probably Mm -hmm. still see more Sid, more Sid filler episodes in the next season. Um, But I do wonder if we take like a direct shift into where like, is Rex a more prominent character the next season? Do we see more? Does the whole Boba thing start to get fleshed out some more with Fennec and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely, I think now with, even though uh, there wasn't a lot resolved, the main mm-hmm. thing got resolved with crosshair and now there's a lot of room for them to really kind of get into new adventures and Camino's gone. They're presumed dead. Like you said, there's mm-hmm. a lot of room for just some fresh adventures to start. And that's really what these animated series yeah. are about. It's just kind of like adventures in the galaxy um, and not always driving some big mega arc <laughs> plot device forward. Um, yeah. Just, just inching and nudging ones along. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, and that's what all these series a lot have been is like, it's the first few episodes and the last few episodes. And then there's all the stuff in between where we get good cal- character development. And that's yeah. really what the, they focus on. Yeah, I think too's like sometimes like some of them obviously maybe a little like slow, but I think some too people just sometimes you just got to take some of them for just fun episodes, you know. Yeah, I think sometimes we've maybe all this focus on trying to see some bigger thing they're tying together, but sometimes it's just you know, especially something like this. There's just you know fun episodes, you know, like you said, it just. Show some, you know, just some random times in their, you know, their days where they're not always going against the Empire and stuff like that. You know, it might yeah. still be missions, but, you know, it's like fighting the Rancor, 
and trying to tame it, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and ultimately, like for for us prequel fans, um, the big thing here is like they on screen we got to see the end of Kamino, which is a major event that did happen in Star Wars universe that we didn't we've never seen before, right? And mm-hmm. they're they're spending a lot of time just letting that sink in, literally sink into the ocean. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, so that's the big mover in these final episodes and that's really what the show should focus on. Right. And these clones and how they're dealing and what the things they had to deal with in the end of the final days of the clone wars and the clone era is officially kind of done. Everything Mm -hmm. here forward is a hundred percent Imperial era. And they just kind of are loose ends at this point, all of them, all the clones um, Mm -hmm. that are inevitably not many make it beyond um this point and they're gonna slowly start getting like trimmed down dying cut we can assume he lives a very peaceful happy life and whatever planet they've resettled on rex makes it presumably all the way to return of the jedi um so Mm. you know they find places for them but why in part like the the clones as a as a thing diminishes and this is what this series is focusing on um so they're definitely going to take their time and address all the the key points here yeah yeah it's gonna be i can't like i'm curious to see what you know all they fit in season two see if it's 16 episodes i wonder if they maybe if they liked how it rolled out or if they maybe changed you know the length of the season and stuff but you know, I definitely think it's cool to see the Star Wars whole thing built out, you know, in different ways and stuff, whether it's animated or not. So, yeah, I imagine they'll stick to 16 episodes a season. I don't yeah. usually with the animated series, once they kind of figure out what the length is, they stick to it. Uh, Clone Wars, there's like seven seasons, so. Those are kind of old. Yeah, I guess that, yeah, I forgot about, yeah. But Rebels is pretty consistent, if I remember correctly. I feel like that came in in around 20, 22 episodes, somewhere in around there. So they'll probably be like 15 to 16, 14 at the least for these. And I still think four, I think four seasons. And yeah. I like four season shows. That just seems like a four to five seasons. That just seems like the sweet spot for me. Um, so I, that's all I would really want to see this go on for. Um, yeah. and rebels only was four seasons too. So I think four is where this will kind of land three at the, at the earliest. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in this episode, uh, worth noting. Mm. Um, yeah, outside the visuals, the music was always like real subtle. They, yeah. they always do a good job at baking in, um, all the like Star Wars themes and music into all these episodes, especially like lining it up with the cinematography um, of it all. And Camino, Camino has sun. The sun does shine on that place. Uh, Coincidentally, exactly after everything gets blown up, um, the sun does shine. Uh, Then they went on their merry way. But yeah, I I, I say definitely, definitely had like the Star Wars vibe. Like you said, you know, Maybe more explosions and, you know, catastrophe than usual, but definitely, you know, had all the right Star Wars feel, the music and, you know, the different settings. It's kind of like, you know, sort of like getting out of the Death Star before, you know. Yeah. yeah right, right in time, you know what I mean? Like you said, like using the pods and, the, you know, that whole scene, I thought that was really cool, you know. So definitely, you know, thought that, it, and I'm can't wait, you know, see season two and see where they go, you know, with it. Cause I just, it's just, I don't like, I tried to even, I was thinking about it since I watched it on Friday and I'm like, honestly, just, yeah, you know, it's hard to tell where it's even going to kick off from. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do like some kind of time jump. Um, right. Like how far forward are we going to go? Because, 
I, that is one of the most interesting things is like what what sort of time space is this show going to fill by the mm-hmm. time it ends? So are they going to bring it up to, you know, like a solo ish time era, a Rogue One, right? Like probably not Rogue One. That's pretty far forward mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> because the Andor series that's coming out where it's just about Cassian, um, that's going to be pre Rogue One. So they're probably not going to overlap with that much. Yeah. So. And, yeah. So they, they, they did. Have, have, go ahead. This one, you know, it started. The opening scene was, you know, pretty action packed, right, and stuff. So you would think they kind of, I would assume, want to have that same feel. So it, that's why I don't know if we at least a little bit to see if the batch has gotten back into some shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Or if we take off, you know, and they're on the ship looking right down, you know, at like crosshairs, like a speck on the platform, you know, or something like that. A cold open into some action would probably be the best way to go about it. I think that would be very fitting. Um, maybe like in the thick of it with Rex, maybe Sagarera, right? Just like jump right back into something, um, a previous little arc or a, a character that they're involved with helping them out and yeah. then kind of like taking off from there. But I mean, they're going to be following along with crosshair. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be cool. Hopefully too. Like, you know, I know it was a little long, but how they did the first episode where it was, you know, over an hour, almost like a movie to start it. I think with, with all the uh, ways you could go, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't mind it being, you know, like a three episode kind of at once, you know, to, to build and see what, you know, to get it uh, kicked off. Oh, we started off with a big story arc. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do like a, the 90 minute opener, but they'll, they could do an arc at the beginning. Um, very much what that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Overall, I, I mean, I really love this series, and anything clones, I'm down for. Um, and especially this is just such a fun period because in an unexplored period too, at least. Um, excuse me, I got a cough going on, but um, <coughs> um, just like the Empire at this point, right, where they're transitioning to everything, and you see a mix of Republic craft and technology moving into like the empire taking over. So it's such a fun time to explore. Um, and a good set of characters that people do enjoy. I mean, it's, it's a fun show and I do love it. So very excited for season two next year, but I mean, that's all I really have for this. It was pretty clean and cut, you know, um, not too much baked into this episode, but just a lot of continuation of last, Nothing too complicated, so definitely enjoyed it. You got anything else? I just said, you know, overall, I liked it. Like I said, I haven't watched a lot of Star Wars stuff recently, so definitely makes me want to get back in, mix in the, some of the Clone Wars, definitely before Book of Boba, and yeah, you know, uh, definitely before. I like to, you know, think. Hopefully they're starting on the batch season two soon. I like to think Filoni already has it panned out and stuff, but uh, hopefully we're, we're, I mean, shit, we're almost four months from 2022 already. So yeah, I mean, they got probably, yeah, like 10, nine months, but I'm pretty sure most of it's probably at least in production or completed story-wise. Yeah. I'd like to think so too. So I'd like to think by hopefully, by the end of 2022, we'll have it. Yeah, hopefully we're done with like the <clears throat> the story delays and stuff, <clears throat> or like show delays, and like they can just get on like a regular schedule. So, what yeah. next May? Hopefully, season two starts, um, and yeah. another like summer show, probably pr- pr- probably on Wednesdays next year. That'll be the one big change because I think Disney's doing all their shows on Wednesdays. Unless mm-hmm. there's overlapping, because this overlapped with Loki, so <clears throat> yeah, they might they could keep this on Fridays because the longer running animated show kind of makes sense 
because they want to keep their live action stuff premiering on Wednesdays because that worked out well. So, yeah, I don't know if they would release two shows simultaneously on a Wednesday. I wouldn't be. I would still watch them both. So, and who knows? Honestly, like the slate's only going to get more and more full between right. Star Wars, between Disney Star Wars and Marvel. Marvel, even Disney properties. Like uh, they're doing. Uh, I watched the Mighty Ducks show that they did. They're doing a season two of that. Uh-huh. And that was coming out the same days as Falcon and Winter Soldier, I believe. Oh, okay. So, so then, like, it just depends. No, okay. So they'll probably just overlap yeah. on Wednesdays if that's what they want to do. So I just know they don't want to say probably with, like theatrical stuff on Fridays. Yeah, yeah. I really, I don't know. I think Wednesday would probably make sense for it. But like I said, who knows? Like, what? Even by the time they get it out, just between everything that they'll be releasing on the plus, like, yeah, because next year it's gonna be like full swing, both Marvel and Star Wars. Not to mention everything yeah. else. Like, that's when all the shows will yeah. start really falling into place and get going. Yeah, because they have. It. There's like four or five Marvel Disney Plus shows either like filming or have wrapped filming and are in like post production. Yeah, there's the Book like of Boba. We got the Mandalorian. Those are Book of Boba December, <laughs> Mandalorian probably first thing in the new year. We mm-hmm. have Obi Wan Kenobi. We have Ahsoka at some point. Um, yeah, I think that's all 2022 stuff too. So like, that's all just gonna be rolling right along. So, yeah, there's enough. There's enough planned <clears throat> in each IP to fill the whole year, more or less, like month oh, by yeah. month. Yeah, and and this and this takes up like four months as it is. So, mm-hmm. I mean, no yeah. other shows during summer, so they're gonna have to pack in. Unless they're doing two Star Wars shows at once, they're gonna have to pack in the live action ones <laughs> in the fall and spring and winter. <clears throat> yeah. You want to yeah, see a comment we just got? Look at this guy. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Professional lurker. Lurking. <clears throat> Cool. That's and that's how you do the finale. <laughs> yep, that's how you end it right there. Yeah. The Janice comment. I think it's the old devil too. Oh yeah. Or the old devil bug guy. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Dr. Disrespect too. Um whole gamut. But yeah, I mean, this is the Bad Batch campaign series, uh the com- the completion of season one. Um it was a great season. We loved it. Obviously, go back and watch all the ones you might have missed. We break down every episode. Um, it was a lot of fun doing this. Yep. Another Showboys campaign series in the books. This is our third. Um, <clears throat> we will likely have another campaign series coming out later this year. We haven't 100% settled on a topic, but we're pretty sure we know what we're going to do. Um, but we'll start teasing that as we get closer to that show coming out. Um, it, it, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a prime show though, for any kind of hints at what it might be, but definitely excited for the next one. I like <clears throat> go to our YouTube page. Um, there's a whole section just for companion series and we have the Mandalorian season two, um, Falcon and the winter soldier, and then now the bad bat season one. So definitely go check those out. <clears throat> and then we will be live this coming Thursday at 9 p.m., which is 8, 8 19, and it will be our 50th episode celebration of the show, boys. It'll be our 50th <clears throat> episode since la- launching this last August, last September, so a full year. So, very excited for that. Definitely tune in, it'll be a lot of fun. <clears throat> and that's about all I have before I completely lose my voice. Um, <laughs> Any final words, Mikey? I'm really glad you uh, jumped on and did this with me this this long summer, um, even longer <laughs> than anticipated. But I did like the fact that we bottled some of these episodes up in pairs. I think that worked out very well. Yeah. Um, lessen mm-hmm. the burden of doing 16 Sundays in a row. 
on this. So, <clears throat> yeah, no, thanks for asking me, Joe. It was fun. Definitely got me back into Star Wars. So, that, that's that's the whole goal. Like, just got yeah. lost people are getting back into Star Wars. Um, yeah, we'll have to pick up a Marvel thing sometime so we can uh, reverse roles and yeah. you can make sure I stay <laughs> on my Marvel game. Um, yeah, that's always important. <clears throat> But oh, yeah. without further ado, that is the final episode of the Bad Bass Campaign series of first season one. Uh, thank you for watching and have a good night. And as always, enjoy this outro by Unlisted Productions. <laughs> I was thinking I was I was almost said underfunded, but that is a a a, a recent um very popular friend of ours that has been active lately so there's underfunded scientists and there's unlisted productions who made this outro music um i had that mixed around but enjoy Thank you.